3: Better late than never. Welcome.
4: It's my favorite.
1: Hello. Yeah. It's fucking Anton Lander.
5: I like, really like the bag milk
1: Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do.
5: Bag milk. Yes?
1: This is Cesus.
5: Who are you?
0: Ceases. Tyler, your
1: is so fucking sexy Jesus. fucking anton lander yes. it is my favorite better late than never this is so fucking sexy it is sexy i feel like this is a sexy podcast right that still clips off way too fast. Welcome to Better Late Than Never, everyone. Fresh podcast. It's been over a week since we last spoke, so we got a whole lot to get to. To kick it off, episode eighteen starts with a shout out to Arcadia Brewing for t- jumping on as the title sponsor. Check them out at Arcadia Yeg, Arcadia Y-E-G.com, or at Arcadia Brew Co on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. If you are on Instagram, I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to let you go and follow them on social media. Good. Maybe even check out their website, right? What do we got going on? I see the Take Your Shot lager is brewed for women in sports. Take it home in cans or grab a pint right at Arcadia. dollar from each four-pack and pint sold comes back to her soul shot to continue supporting women in sports. Now, what is her soul shot? You may remember Kyla Lane, former Oilers Nation intern. That is her project. I encourage you to go check that out and support Kyla. Good. 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 I'm not superstitious, but I am I am a little stitious. Are you feeling superstitious about the Oilers right now? Are you? We're going to get to the last three next three, where we look at the schedule. Since the last time we spoke, that was last Wednesday, over a week has gone by. Oilers 3-0 and since the last podcast, and I don't think it takes a rocket surgeon to figure out that that's real good, right? Who doesn't want that? Yeah! In that time, some massive games for the Oilers, some massive wins. Nashville, the Oilers Nation crew was down there on a nation vacation, wrapped it up, 4-0. They come home for an equally big, massive game against Vegas on Saturday. That was a 2 p.m. matinee. Another 4-0 shutout. Then yesterday, Last night, another big one against Dallas, and they showed him where the bear shit with a huge 5-2 win. Oh. So what does that mean right now? You're like, Bag Milk, what does it all mean? You got to tell me. What it means is we're sneaking up on our little ex. We're sneaking up on that sweet, sweet playoff clinch, you know? Clinch miss is upon us, perhaps as soon as tomorrow, which is Friday. The Oilers can beat the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow night. That is a playoff spot locked up. Okay? Can't happen tonight. Oddly, Vancouver has gone on a little bit of a heater lately. So what that means for the Oilers is they're going to have to wait a little bit. Vegas, they're basically out. It looks like the Oilers are going to play Los Angeles in round one, but... We will not count our chickens. We will not suggest that that's locked in by any stretch until we see the playoff matchups. Now, here's the thing that we should all keep in mind, right? Is your body ready for a playoff run? That's what I'm asking you. Today, April 21st, I'm going to confess, at 37 years old, I don't think my body's ready. I don't think it is. Maybe that's why I'm having this whistling pig from Arcadia kind of lubricate the engines a little bit, you know? Get me primed. Who knows what's going to happen? You know the nation is going to have some playoff parties. We're talking about it behind the scenes. I'm going to loop you into that a little bit, right? Of course we're going to have playoff parties. We're allowed to get together again. Of course we are. But what else are we going to do? We've got five more games to figure it out tomorrow, the 22nd. That's Colorado. That's a huge one. The Oilers have played Colorado really, really well. Over these last two runs. OTLs in both. I don't think we should be satisfied with that. And I'm hoping the boys, just like they did last night against Dallas, can head in there and avoid the sweep. I think they can. On Sunday morning, man, I'm excited about this one. 11 a.m. start against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who does not love an 11 a.m. start to kick off your Sunday fun day? To me, that's a win in the bag. That's a win in the bag. And if you don't know who that is, that's our boy Ben Stelter. I'm going to talk about him a little bit later, but play Play La Bamba, baby. Tuesday, we got the Penguins. And then on Thursday, a week from today, the Oilers have a San Jose Sharks matchup. uh, That's at Rogers Place on Friday the 29th. That's the Vancouver Canucks, the last game of the year. It could have some kind of playoff implications if Vancouver can hang around. Maybe. Maybe. I will be in attendance at that game. That'll be my first time at Rogers Place in, what, two and a half years? I'm excited. I'm super excited. You know? How can you not be? The game? last game before playoffs, a little tune-up. Who knows who's going to be playing? Maybe the Oilers have long clinch by then. Connor and Leon, maybe they take a couple of twirls to keep their timing right, but I'd be fine with it. I'll sit there and I'll have my $14 beers in the stands, and I'll enjoy that game for what it is. One last tune-up ahead of the playoffs. So there you go. Last three, next three. Oilers 3-0 and since the last podcast. Coming up, Nashville, 4-2. uh, Sorry. That was a Nashville, Vegas, Dallas won all three of those. Coming up, we got Colorado at home, 4-2 win. Columbus on the road at 11 a.m., no problem, 4-2 win. Pittsburgh next Tuesday, no problem, 4-2 win. Play La Bamba, baby. Play La Bamba, baby. That's again, as I mentioned earlier, that is my boy Ben Stelter. He is 7-0 when he's in the building at Rogers Place. Now, I don't know what we need to do or who we need to speak to or what needs to happen in this beautiful universe we're living in. We need Ben at every single game. We need him in a box. We need to make sure he's got snacks. We need to make sure he is right there when we need a shot of him on the camera to get the boys fired up. I love this kid. I just cannot, cannot express enough how excited I am that the whole city is embracing him. And the Oilers are too. It's not just that Ben is in the building. He's down by the locker room. He's giving, him, uh, he's giving him fist bumps on the way out to the ice. Our boy Ben is putting in the work. Now we, I think, as a Withers Nation, we have to figure out a way to put in our end of the work to make sure that we're supporting Ben. Mama, because we've been playing a lot of La Bamba when Ben is in the building. We've been playing a whole lot of La Bamba when he is in the building, and I cannot wait to hear it play a bunch more times. Ben, you are doing everything, everything you possibly can to push this train forward. And I just want to say thank you, Ben. I just want to say thank you. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But you have stepped up to the plate. You've put the work in. And all of a sudden, the boys are on a roll. They're basically unbeatable at home. And Ben, I'm saying that is because of you, my friend. That is because of you. And for one last time, how about a round of applause? Mama, one last time for Ben. Love that guy. 7-0. and Seven straight wins in the Ben Stelter era. Another guy who has got a heater of his own going is our boy Mike Smith. Was Dave Tippett right? Did we just need to wait for Schmitty to get up, run up and running? Hey, I don't know. All of a sudden, I know that our boy, our man, our old fella is 9-0-1 in his last 10 starts. That is sporting a nine forty eight save percentage. Let that soak in for you for a 2nd forty eight. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. He's got two shutouts back-to-back. Unfortunately, that ended last night against the Dallas Stars, but 144 minutes and 39 seconds of shutout hockey is good for seventh longest in franchise history. Mike Smith put himself in the top 10 with that run. I respect it. Hey, and all of a sudden, let me just say something about Mike Smith. Horrible start to the season. Horrible. Injuries, couldn't get himself going, couldn't get himself in a rhythm. Even so, even after all of that, he has battled his way back into a nine thirteen save percentage. Who would have seen that coming? Who would have seen that coming? Well, well, well. How the turntables. How the turntables indeed. How the turntables indeed. So how's he doing it? How's he doing this at 40 years old? Well, Mike Smith was asked about his age and how he's playing. Here's what the veteran had to say about it.
6: I could honestly care less. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I've talked about it over and over about playing your best hockey this time of year. I'm, I'm no different than any other player. I think, obviously, I'm my age. Everyone wants to talk about it, but um, it's something that I really don't think about. It's not. I don't feel like I'm 40. I feel like I have a lot to prove still. I feel like
1: a lot to prove. I like the attitude. Now, here's one thing that I'll say about Mike Smith. I don't think necessarily, and this is just my opinion, by the way. This is just me projecting my thoughts. This is my podcast, after all. I'm going to give my opinion. I He's just probably not the most likable guy, or at least front-facing likable guy. But to hear him say that he's still got a lot left to work for at 40 years old, hey, man, you got to respect it. You got to respect the hustle. You got to respect the grind. Mr. Smith, I apologize for cutting you off.
6: Like okay. I... I don't have a lot of lot more opportunities to uh, you know to achieve the ultimate goal, and so I think this time of the year you want to be a big reason why your team's having success, and and um, this year is no different. doesn't doesn't really matter to me as far as comparisons and what's happened before or what's already done. Um, I'm just thinking about the next game and and taking it one day at a time.
1: Sometimes you got to take it one day at a time. Really, that's all of any of us can do, but to Mike Smith, again, at 40 years old, you got to give the guy credit. He doesn't want to talk about his age. I get paid to talk about his age, so I'm going to talk about it. The guy has turned his season around. He's made a bunch of believers out of haters, and I'm going to give him all the props in the world for it. Let me say it again. I know that on this podcast, on Oilers Nation Radio, on Real Life, we've taken our shots at Mike Smith throughout this year and the last year, uh, Talk about the contract signing, blah, 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 but now... Down the stretch, our guy is dialed in and he's playing as good a hockey as you could ever hope for from your starter. Now, I uh, listen. I've been fooled before. I've got my guard up, but in this moment, today, April twenty first, six thirty, as I'm recording this, come on, the guy's playing great. The guy's playing great, and I got to give him credit for it. I said this on a couple of podcasts, a couple of weeks ago. If you're going to take shots at the guy when he's playing poorly. You got to give him some love when he's playing well. Another guy who's making a bunch of differences. He's come on. How about Jay Woodcroft? Now 22, eight and three as the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, 22, eight and three. That is good for a seven, uh 71% win percentage. 71%. 71.2 to be exact. He's rolling. He's rolling. When asked about his team, Asked about why they're playing, of course he talks about the team because that's what Jay Woodcroft does. He doesn't want to talk about individuals. He wants to talk about the unit, the team, the group. Yeah, I think
4: we're we're building, uh, we're improving, and improving's fun. I think um, improving leads to feeling confident, and feeling confident. Uh, allows you to gain competence and and feeling good about certain situations as you head uh, into the month of May. Um, I think our our team's trending in the right direction, but I've said it here over the last couple of days. I I don't think we've played uh, to our full potential yet.
1: Mm, Yes. I do like hearing that. We haven't played to our full potential yet even though he's winning 71% of the games. Mm. And that's why, of course, we got the Jay Woodcroft music. Hit it! Our guy, man. I cannot wait to celebrate that contract extension. I cannot wait. Speaking of which, one of the things that he's done lately, especially with this team, is he's run with the 11-7 configuration of forwards to defensemen he got the extra defenseman out there spreading out the minutes a little bit i didn't think i was gonna like it all that much but as he's deployed it as we've seen the results as we've seen connor and leon getting extra shifts rolled through on that fourth line all of a sudden your boy bag milk is a big believer last night after the game against dallas he was asked about the 11-7 here's what he had to say you have mentioned before that you really want to make everybody feel important on this team they have a role is you talk about different lines all the time or scoring and when you have 11-4s there's lots of different combinations through it all as you're going through the game like that are you consciously thinking about each guy to know which guy hasn't sat for too long so they stay fresh yes how do you keep track of that
4: in my mind in my mind yeah
1: how about that he is making a conscious effort to sit there and think about who's played when, who's played uh, not a lot, who's sat. He's doing it all in that big beautiful brain of his. Woody, I love you. How about Gregor with the question too? Let's continue on.
4: Yeah, you have a feel for it. Obviously, you have an understanding of who's coming next for the other team. Um, but we put a real emphasis you know over the last couple months i'm worrying more about us than being a prisoner to any type of matchup situation we think we have good players good forwards that can go against anybody um and for me uh just having an understanding of uh how many minutes each guy has played you you can feel it it comes through experience
1: i love this dude so much from the way he speaks about his team, to the way he delivers messaging, to the way he answered Jason Gregor's question. I mean, the guy just gets it. it. Even though he's a rookie head coach at the NHL level, man, you'd think that he's been doing this forever. Because how easily does he handle the Edmonton market? The perfect answers. He doesn't throw anybody under the bus. He'll pump your tires if you need it. If you're playing poorly, he'll talk about the team as a whole, making adjustments. Man, I just, I love this dude. I love this dude. I love this dude. And I cannot wait until they until they sign him up, you know? What's taking so long? That's me slapping some sense into somebody. One more. You love it. Sign Woody. Keep Woody forever. Should I start a campaign just like I did? Keep Nuge forever? Listen, I started that 11 years ago. Don't think I won't kick one off again for our beloved Jay Woodcroft, because I'll do it. I will absolutely do it. Another thing that happened last night. Uh, Again, this is uh, the win over Dallas. Jonathan Huberto from the Florida Panthers. He overtook Connor McDavid in the Art Ross scoring lead. Albeit very, very briefly. Last night, Connor seemed to channel his inner Michael Jordan because he took it personally. Put up a three-point night for the ages, including an empty netter right at the buzzer to close things off. A three-point night, I don't know if you're betting on Connor McDavid, but Connor over a point and a half. I'm surprised they even offer that as a bet anymore because it's It's basically putting my unborn children through college. And If they don't go to college or I don't have children, I'm going to spend it all on soft pretzels. Connor McDavid, not only that, regained the Art Ross lead, also picked up his 69th assist on 420, right? Huh? Thank you! How can you not love it, right? Right? We can all pretend we're adults. We can all pretend that we don't laugh at these silly jokes, but I liked it. Right? Of course. Come on. Give the guy some love. 69th assist on 420. Did you do that on purpose, Connor? Probably not, but I'm going to say you did, just because I like the answer. I like the thought. I like the theory. If I got my tinfoil hat on. That's fine. That's fine. You know, a couple more of these whistling pigs, I might come up with some extra theories as well. Right? Of course. Another thing I want to talk about before we wrap up the news, I just realized, by the way, that I didn't play the news music. Before we wrap up the, uh, wrap up the news... I want to give a shout-out to Evan Bouchard. Last night, he picked up two assists. He picked up two assists last night against Stars. That gives him 40 points on the year. My question to you, the listener of this podcast, first of all, thanks. Thanks for being here. Second question. When do we start talking about an extension on Evan Bouchard? Because this kid, I'm going to tell you right now, if we try bridging him a la Darnell Nurse, that 925 for Darnell Nurse is going to seem like fucking lunch money when it comes time to renew Evan Bouchard on a long-term deal. This kid is the juice. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is this guy, this kid, this 35-year-old, 20-year-old, He's got all kinds of skills, and when asked about him last night, Jay Woodcroft agreed with me.
4: I think he's he's growing. Uh, he's not a finished product. He's still a young man, a young defenseman in this league. So there are learning moments, and uh, as you said, the type of hockey that we're going to see here down the stretch and into the playoffs is going to be hard, heavy hockey, and, and uh, we're going to need um, his passing ability uh, to get past – we're going to need his, his offense, um, so he's going to be an important player for us tonight. I, it, you know, it, I also think uh, I ran by uh, Duncan Keith here as he was walking out, and I was walking in, and I said, you know, I noticed on on the game sheet that he was plus five tonight. That's, you know, that's pretty good. And so that pairing of Keith and Boosh has been uh, very good for us, and uh, proud of how far they're coming.
1: That pairing was really good last night. You can say whatever you want about the acquisition cost of Duncan Keith or the fact that Ken Holland wasn't able to make Chicago retain any salary. He's been good. He's been really good. Now, would I want him to retire just so we can get the the cap space back plus the recoup penalty or whatever it is or however it works? I don't know. I don't really understand it at all. Yeah, yeah, I would. But here now, I think Duncan Keith has done everything you want him to, and that's all for the news. There's that news music that I forgot to play. I missed it. My life didn't feel complete, you know? The News, brought to you by Arcadia. Check them out, Arcadia Yeg. Extend Evan Bouchard. That's the news I want to get out there. And Huey Lewis. His news, also good. Power of love, come on. Again, I would absolutely extend Evan Bouchard if I could. Maybe that's just me.
5: Caution! This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Welcome to the good life.
1: Oh, today on Twitter, I asked everybody, I was preparing for the good life segment today. You know, just a real quick one. I was just thinking about some stuff, you know. I asked everybody, what's the coolest thing you ever bought? What is the coolest item you own? And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's expensive or you just like it. It's just a little knickknack. Like Carly, she sent in a uh, a picture of what she bought, and I think it's super cool. On the much smaller side of cool, I bought one of these breakfast sandwich makers three weeks ago, and I've used it every single day. Just a dreamboat. Ten out of ten.
5: Welcome to the good life.
1: Oh. Uh, Glody chimed in saying, "I've been using one of these for years. They work great. Got mine online. Hell yeah." That's what, that's what I love to see. That's what the good life's about. What is the coolest thing you have bought? Maybe we can carry this over for a little bit. Maybe it's some merch, right? For me, what what's the coolest thing I bought? Well, I'm looking at a bunch of audio equipment right now. I'm putting on a podcast in my house. It's gonna sound good because of this other piece of equipment I bought. Listen, that's pretty fucking cool, man. If you had told me when I was a kid, I wanted to be in radio when I was a kid. Just think about that, right? So a little context. If you told me when I was a kid Somebody who wanted to be in radio that all of a sudden you'd be sitting at your kitchen table as an adult. You'd have all the equipment you need. You'd have the software you need. You'd have some cool microphones and buttons and shit to touch. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah.
5: Welcome to the good life. Oh.
1: Dustin Nielsen from TSN 1260 chimed in as well. I love this one. He's like, I haven't bought this yet, but a hoverboard signed by Doc and Marty is at the top of my cool things list to buy.
5: Welcome to the good light, light.
1: Oh. I don't know exactly how old Dusty is, but uh, Back to the Future. I mean, if you're roughly around my age, if you're floating around the 40 mark, late 30s, come on. Back to the Future was the best. So to have a, a hoverboard signed by both of those guys from Back to the Future 2, come on.
5: Welcome to the good light, light.
1: Oh. Up next, this one touched at on the old heartstrings Dirt and Diploma. Hell of a username there. My dog, hands down, wins everything else I've purchased, including a 3D scanner and my drones. I, right now, I'm looking at Frank. He's sleeping beside me. My dog, not Sarah Valley. For those of you who may be confused, I agree with that. How can you not love the dogs? It's weird that you buy a dog almost as property, but they become just, like, attached to you. I couldn't imagine my life without Frank, so that's a great answer.
5: Welcome to the good life. Oh,
1: Shannon chimes in, I doubt others will think this is cool, but I buy a lot of stupid things. I have a puck that has ice, it's water now, for McDavid's first ever game. My Oilers season tickets would be another one I'm proud of because I grew up pretty poor and that was a huge bucket list thing for my brother and I. I love that.
5: Welcome to the good life.
1: Oh. Maybe next week we should talk bucket lists. What's on your bucket list? I got a lot of travel items on mine. I don't really like stuff all that much. I would love to drive a Tesla. I don't want to buy a Tesla. They're too expensive. I'd love a Gibson Les Paul. Same thing. I don't want to spend the money on a Gibson Les Paul. I have an Epiphone Les Paul. I bought that for myself for my 30th birthday. That's pretty fucking cool. But I hear you. Eric Moon made me laugh with his answer. He just says, I bought the Oilers Kool-Aid from 2007
5: to 2015. Welcome to the good (laughs) life. It always goes
1: down smooth, doesn't it? Uh, And we got another vote for a dog, my dog Bailey. That's from LG Black Coffee. You know?
5: Welcome to the good
1: life. Oh. It doesn't even have to be possessions and stuff that you buy for your favorite items. This week, if we're talking grocery store deals, you know that I love them. One, Safeway had a cheese deal. You know I stocked up. You know I stocked up. I'm going to guess it was about 30% off this week. I don't know why cheese is so expensive. Like, what's the deal here? We have milk everywhere. We have milk fucking everywhere. What is the process with making cheese that it just costs so much? Same with beef jerky. What's the deal with that? You get a small package of beef jerky for like $12, and it upsets me. It upsets me. And if you want really good beef jerky, you go to Wilhawk Beef Jerky, and it'll change your life. But they ain't giving it away. And understandably so, you know? This week, however, my favorite grocery store deal...
5: Welcome to the good life
1: I didn't mean to push that. My favorite grocery store deal was I stocked up on Rainbow Chips Ahoy cookies because they were like $1.99 a package. I don't know the last time you've had Rainbow Chips Ahoy. I personally haven't since I was probably like 16 or 17 years old. I stocked up. I bought so many fucking bags of those things this week. I'm going to be enjoying and eating Rainbow Chips Ahoy cookies probably until I'm dead because my pantry is full of them. And if that's not a good life deal, I don't know what is.
5: Welcome to the good life.
1: If you want to hit me up with your favorite purchases or just bucket list items, let's talk about it on the Good Life segment next week. Let's talk about it. I've got ideas for some things that I'd like to do, but I'd like to hear about your ideas. Right? Of course. There you go. The Good Life for
5: another week. Hello, you. Oh, wow. Your ears look fantastic. You're listening to Better Late Than Never by Bart Milk.
1: Just since yes. I'm thinking of...
5: You're sexy as well. <laughs> oh so,
1: yes. Just because I'm thinking of my boy Donkey Volley here, uh, I am actually going to get some bumpers and some intros and extra voiceovers made. And Tyler's like, "Hey, do you want me to get you some of them, st- th- some of that stuff made for Better Late Than Never?" And I was like, "Well, yeah." But then at the same point, I'm thinking about it. I've got my boy Donkey Volley. He's just sending in bumpers like crazy. I guarantee, again, if you haven't, uh, we're we're going to get to the voicemail here in a second. I haven't listened to anything yet. I guarantee Donkey Volley's in there. I guarantee he is. So do I need the bumpers? Do I need professional radio voiceovers that just go, You are listening to Better Late Than blah. I don't know. Maybe I do. Or maybe I just continue rolling as it has been. And it's just all of us all of us that are listening to this podcast, all of us that are working on it together, maybe that's the play. Maybe that's the play. I haven't decided yet. While we think about it, though, it is time for everybody's favorite segment, or least favorite segment, the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Rig Hand Distillery. If you go to righanddistillery.com, there you will find the tour and tasting coupon I've been talking about on the Bcast all season long, people. Print that baby off, head out on to Nisq, check out the facility, grab yourself a bottle of the delicious double double I'm looking at, tour it, drink it, enjoy it, see how they make the booze. It's a good time. Talk to the folks at Rig Hand Distillery out in Niscus. More details, righanddistillery.com. First voicemail coming in. Let's get to her.
5: Tyler and Bat Milk (laughs) sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G.
1: Do you say Taylor? Taylor from Sonic? We do have a little thing going here right now. Although, Taylor, I did see he just had a baby. Congratulations to you, Taylor. That baby's going to love pie. They're going to love pie more than cake, Taylor. If you're listening to this, just know it. Shots fired.
5: Mr. Ramchuk. I believe you made it. (laughs) <laughs> bet. Oh, hello.
1: I thought he said Taylor, but he said Tyler. So yes, Tyler did make a bet with me that he was going to give me a kiss after a San Jose loss. He said if the Oilers beat San Jose, he was going to give me a kiss. Now, that was on April 5th. The Oilers won 2-1 in OT. We are now two weeks and a, two days out from that. The interest is accruing at an alarming rate. I don't know how Tyler's going to pay this off. Otherwise, maybe that was just his plan all along. Maybe Tyler's just a little flirty. Maybe Tyler just wants to party. I don't know. I don't know. Voicemail 2
5: You're listening (laughs) to Better Late Than Never
1: (laughs) with bagged milk. This is not creepy. Oh, (laughs) yeah. That's so stupid. (laughs) What a fucking ridiculous show this is. By the way, if you want to sponsor it. <laughs> uh, if you want to sponsor it, reach out to me. Bag milk at Thank you. Thank you. This is very stupid. Yep, this is what I'm doing. I do this for my job. This is my work. I'm my place of business.
5: Hickory dickory dock. Mm. The mouse ran up the clock. Go ahead. Your ram truck offered to do a kiss about milk on the veritable k oh, you heck. <laughs> oh, heck.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to keep that one. I got to remember to keep that one. That's so stupid. Doggy, follow your rule.
5: Hey, Baked Milk. What's go up?
2: Oilers. Uh, so I saw your prompt about which oiler have you been the most surprised with this season? Yeah. and I think this is probably a pretty common answer, but I would have to go with Cody Cece. Dude.
0: Now, it could just be the dumbass Leaf.
1: Listen, here's the thing. But before, I haven't like we've still got some time left on this voicemail. Cody CZ is a great answer because that guy he came in here on a four year deal and everybody went. Oh,
5: are you psycho?
1: That's basically what the discourse was on social media after that contract was signed. He has been fantastic for the Oilers this year, and I'm not going to accept anything less right now. 73 games played. He's got five goals, 22 assists, 27 points overall. He's going to probably be another defenseman for the Oilers that hits 30 points quietly doing it quietly playing moving himself up to the top pairing he's playing really really well
2: and so let's be honest are fucking everywhere i was expecting cody cc to just bleed goals i thought he and keith would be like the worst defensive pair in the nhl before the season that is not being the case and i would argue that cody cc has been our best defenseman inside our own zone this season i agree and you know he's Okay, he's got a lot of aspects of the game that I didn't even know he had before he came to Edmonton. I've been pleasantly surprised with how he's played this season.
1: I I know that's probably
2: a pretty common answer, but Cody Ceci. One of the more ungraded signs of the off season, and a rare Ken Holland win in my books.
1: I couldn't agree more. Cody Cease has been excellent for the Oilers this year. I didn't expect it. I did not expect him to be this good. I didn't expect him to be this consistent. Not only that, I didn't expect him to be this handsome. Have you seen him without his tarp on? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> <clears throat> Cody Cease. Anytime you see a handsome photo of him, tag Tyler Uramchuk. Next message.
0: Hi, Big Milk. I hope you and Frank are doing well. It's uh, Jake here. Um, to answer your questions on Insta, um, the Oiler that I was most wrong about, probably Cody Cece.
1: Two in a row. Cody Cece, man, you're getting all kinds of love on this week's podcast, and you deserve it, my friend. You very much deserve it. Sorry, I cut you off.
0: Um, I didn't watch too much of him before he came to Edmonton, but I heard like rumblings that he wasn't that good in Toronto. And all that. So I had that kind of bias in my head, but he's coming and he's been solid. Um, how much would I pay for Evander Kane? I don't know a dollar amount, but I probably wouldn't sign him more than three years. And if it came down to signing him or, you know, Clowder, Yams, or Jesse, I'd probably pick the three over Kane. I, they're younger. I think they have a bit more upside. And with Kane's past contract history, we all know how that went down. Um, last question, things everyone seems to love, but I hate. I can't fucking stand mustard. I cr- <laughs>
1: <laughs> The answers to this question on Twitter, I got to pull these up too, were very funny. What are things that you, that everybody likes that you do not? And I, <laughs> I love that answer mustard. I love mustard too.
0: Ringe at the sight of going to Subway and getting some, watching somebody dump mustard all over their sandwich. I hate the taste. I hate the smell, everything about it, the look. <laughs> it can just, it can fuck off and I want nothing to do with it.
1: Thanks. Uh, that makes me laugh. <laughs> That makes me laugh. I love mustard, so I don't understand it at all. But hey, man, I'm not here to shame you. You don't like mustard? You're more of a ketchup guy. That's cool. Did you know the platypus doesn't have nipples? I got three glorious ones, (laughs) and these stock otters are swimming around out there with zero. Nature is messed up. (laughs) Did you say that one more time? Did you say that you're walking around with three? Did you know the platypus doesn't have nipples? <laughs> I got three glorious ones, and these duck otters are swimming around <laughs> out there with zero. Nature is messed up. <laughs> platypus are weird animals too. They also have spikes on their arms that can like poison you or something. I think I'm getting that right, but they're very weird animals. So I like that message. Uh, weird shout out to you for having a bonus nipple, though. Hey,
0: Bagno. Hey, What's up, Adam? Uh, I was wondering. Mm If the Oilers
2: do make the playoffs, which at this point seems extremely likely.
1: We're going, baby.
2: Who is the Fernando Pisani of this team?
1: I'm thinking Yamamoto or Pugliar. Oh, Oh, this is a good question. let me know what you think. This is a good question here. Who is the 2022 version of Fernando Pisani? If you're not old enough. If you're a youngster and you're listening to me and you're like, Bag milk, please teach me about Fernando. I was too young and too big a baby to know about his brilliance. Well, let me tell you. Fernando Pisani was lights out for the Oilers in uh, in 2006 in that playoff run. He was everything and then some. He was scoring clutch goals. He was playing in all situations. In 24 games played. In 2006, Fernando rattled off 14 goals, 4 assists for 18 points. He wasn't a goal scorer, friends. He wasn't one of those guys that you would depend on necessarily. But in 2005, 2006, he had a hell of a year. And in the playoffs, man, he was fantastic. So, who is the Oilers version of Fernando, uh, Fernando Pisani? I like the idea of Yamamoto. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I'm going to move down the roster, though, a little bit. Because if you remember, Fernando was more of a guy. He was, wasn't was necessarily one of the shooting stars on that team. I'm going to go, how's this? How's this? How's this? Warren Fogle. Warren Fogle is playing some of his best hockey at the right time of the year. And he's going to get my vote on who will be the Fernando Pisani of this year. 77 games played. He's got 12 goals and 14 assists. And... A few of those goals, quite a few of them, have come recently. You know He is starting to pick up some points here right when we needed him to. So let me look here. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's got three goals in his last six games. Three goals in his last six games. I'm going to say Warren Fogle. He's going to get my vote. You're not going to see it coming. You're not going to see it coming. But like a bull in a china shop, Warren Fogle is going to go out there and he's going to smash. He's going to score. We're all going to love him. And we're going to be like, McLovin! What happened? It took you a minute to get started, but hey, new team, new friends, let's get after it. I like that a lot. Warren Fogel, you get my vote. Did you know that? Whoops.
2: Hey, Bagno. So I saw your question. You're asking what the coolest thing ever we bought was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If I'm allowed to give two things, I I would like to. Um, the thank you surveyor brett for for giving me the suggestion but uh the goalie camp and such that i'm going to be going to this summer or well adult hockey camp um so that and then my my gear that i bought for the summer um is probably like the most recent thing that i bought that i'm in love with
5: welcome to the good life
1: hi uh, you know what new goalie gear goalie camp i'll take that what else you got
5: because i'm super stoked
2: to learn um, but I am a music uh, major in university and such, studying to be a teacher. And uh, obviously my, my instrument is uh, very near and dear to my heart. So uh, I do love my saxophone. And uh, I'd probably oh. say, like, overall in my lifetime, that's probably the coolest thing I've gotten.
1: You know what? A saxophone's a cool fucking music uh, instrument to play, too.
5: Welcome to the good life.
1: I like those answers. So instruments, I also love my instruments. I don't, like, I'm one of those guys, so you're a music major, you actually know how to play your instrument, which I'm insanely jealous of. But looking around my house right now, this is just within my line of sight. I've got my piano. I've got a couple of guitars. I've got an electric guitar behind me. I've got an acoustic guitar over kind of by where Frank's sleeping. I have got a a melodica. If you haven't seen what a melodica is, it's basically like a handheld piano that you blow into. It's fun. It makes funky sounds. You play the office intro on it. It Sounds good. Uh, What else do I got? I've got a ukulele. I've got a mandolin. I've got an automatone. I love random instruments. So I love all those picks and good for you on learning a new skill. Playing a little goalie. That's what I always wanted to do growing up, but we just couldn't afford the equipment. It is not cheap to be a goalie. So I'm going to say kudos to you, sir, for not only picking up the equipment but also get yourself in a goalie camp to learn how to play.
2: Hey, Bag Milk. So I had a question regarding something I heard on a Sportsnet broadcast the other day. Mm -hmm. Basically, the announcers were talking about how uh, fans inside of stadiums, um, the older they are, the quieter they are on a general basis.
1: Let me think about that for a second before we continue. Older the fan, the quieter. Makes sense to me. But like, I'm also now, now I'm feeling self-conscious because as a 37-year-old, there's a lot of people that probably go to an Oilers game. They'd be like, you're fucking old, man. And I'll be like, listen here, son. I'm going to scream my face off. I'm going to drink these $14 beers because I can afford them and you can't. So shut the fuck up and I'm going to scream now. What do you think of that? So it depends on what old is. Where's the line? That's what I want to know. Again, I'm just feeling fragile.
2: Oh, they're, you know, they're there to enjoy the game and they're, you know, not really there to get overreactive to things and um, they're more interested in, you know, just kind of the experience. Um, They were talking about getting younger fans involved with sports franchises at NBA games because they're super rabid. Like they want to be there. They want to cheer as loud as they can. They want to be involved with all the stuff. So, you know, when the prompts are up and they, you know, the, the board says make noise and this and that, uh,
1: Makes sense. It's like I've uh, I've always thought that about uh, college sports. Like we have spent a lot of time. This is just bringing you behind the scenes a little bit. We've spent a lot of time at Nation HQ, kind of looking at college hockey and some of the stuff that goes into creating an atmosphere at a college hockey game. And I don't know if that's necessarily related to age or just tradition or whatever. But yeah, I like people that get involved. It's way more fun to go to a hockey game when people are involved than when they're sitting there on their hands. Take last night for an example against the Dallas Stars. How about towards the end of the game when they were playing things like Sweet Caroline and then you would hear just faintly through TV the crowd finishing it off? That happens a lot in other stadiums. It doesn't really happen a lot here. So one thing for Oilers fans, though, is they want to cheer for a competitive product. So I don't know. This is interesting. I'm curious where this is going.
2: You know, they will and they'll do all that kind of stuff. But um, something that I've experienced at Oilers games is um, fans don't really interact with that kind of stuff. They usually react to stuff that's happening on ice. Um, But they were talking about getting younger fans involved uh, with uh, just sports in general because it's beneficial to the game. Uh, What are some things you think the Oilers could do to get some younger adults involved with their hockey team?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Younger adults. The first thing that comes to my mind and I mean the Oilers are a business so there's probably no appetite for it. The first thing that comes to my mind is ticket prices. Ticket prices. If you want younger kids like say early 20s mid 20s to be attending these games you need to do something about the ticket prices you need to do something about the concession prices because the reality is is that sure me at 37 is like i'll go to an oilers game and i'll have a beer and it's a fun time but man i spent my mortgage payment kids can't afford that They just can't. So the nice thing about going to a a college game, as I was talking about before, is you can get in. You can get the tickets. You can go have some drinks and some laughs with your buddies and your friends and just have a good time about it. I don't know that that's the case if you're going to a National Hockey League game, especially in Canada. I mean, if you've got... I'm just thinking here. like Say you're... You're a family and you've got two older kids, but they're you know they're old enough to go and enjoy it, like teenagers or something. Are you gonna want to shell out six, seven, eight hundred dollars on that evening just to have you know some laughs with your kids? I don't know. I just think that pricing is outrageous on NHL games, um, and I think that's why a team like the Blue Jays is starting to draw in younger fans because you can go to a Jays game in Toronto and it's affordable. Is that a good answer? I don't even know. What can you do to lure them in? You need to do something to get them in the building. Once they're in the building, they will start to create the atmosphere. But if you can't get them in there in the first place because they can't afford it, what are we even talking about? If that's the case, you're going to have the lower bowl in Toronto where it's all people in suits and corporate blah, blah, blah. and that's Nobody wants that. That's no fun.
2: Hey, Big Milk. I got a puzzler of a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could have one of these two things, which one would you have and why you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have them here for the rest of their NHL careers, no mm-hmm. matter what, whether they win a cup or not, uh, they're here forever. Yep. Or within their tenure, mm-hmm. they win a Stanley cup here. So in the next, you know, couple of years, I think Dreisaitl's got three left and McDavid's got four or something along those lines, um, within their tenure, they stay here, but their salary is only 50% of what it's at right now. So McDavid would drop to, you know, that 6.25 or something like that. Can you and imagine? Drysaddle would drop to $4 million. What a bargain. But there is a guarantee they leave to chase the bag after their, uh, uh, how do you say, their contracts are up. So Settle would leave in four. McDavid would leave in four. But. Their contracts while they're here.
1: Nope, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't even need to hear the rest of the question down my answer. They are here for the rest of their lives. I want, do you guys watch The Simpsons? Do you remember that picture that Homer has above his desk where it's like, like it or not, you're here forever, or whatever it says, and he covers it in pictures of Maggie? That is what I want. I want Connor and Leon here forever. Pay them their money. They've earned it. They don't need to take a pay cut, they earned their money. Surround them with better players. If they're here until the end of their career and I can start some kind of keep Connor forever hashtag that runs for a decade, let's fucking do it. I have no interest in seeing Connor McDavid or Leon Drysaddle in any other jersey, ever. No, no, no. No. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it at all. about it this is how i feel let me know what you think hit me up jspm bag milk on twitter hi my name is bag milk on instagram
3: all right i'll try when you try let's see the oiler i most i was most wrong about is probably yamamoto i really thought he was gonna be a bust this year
1: oh Interesting. i would give kane up to four but i wouldn't sign him for more than a year at a time so the second question, and this was on Twitter. So the second question is, what's your max for Vanderkane? Kane? So he says, no more than four. Interesting.
3: I really think he's going somewhere else. Best thing I bought recently was a Roomba. That thing is awesome.
1: Roombas do
4: seem and
3: cool. I hate peanut butter. <laughs> Love the
4: show, Bagno. Keep it up. <laughs>
1: I like this answer. So I asked again, I asked four questions on Twitter. Which, cur- which kernel are we the most wrong about? Max, you pay for a Vander Kane. What's the best thing you bought lately? And what is something that everybody loves, but you hate it? Peanut butter is very funny to me because it's such an opposite of Jay. If you know Jay Downton, who is the president of the Nation Network, he loves peanut butter so much that sometimes he will even bring it with him to countries or locations where he is not satisfied with the quality of peanut butter. You know? running through some more answers that i got for these four questions on twitter dofos martin uh, london says cc happy to be wrong though a lot of votes for cody cc a lot of people were wrong about cody cc Kane, he'd do max at three by three i don't think that gets the job done but we'll see what happens the best thing he's bought was nation gear by oilers nation you you you're sucking up to me. Uh, and what does everybody love but he hates? Oilers playing evening games in YEG time because he is over in Sweden. Late games, evening games that is happen in the middle of the night over in Sweden. So shout out to Martin for those answers. Loomis chimes in, says any answer other than Smith or Keith, and you're lying. Smith has battled his way back into my heart, unless you're Spec, because then the answer is JP, because you're wrong, Spec. Uh, I think four is my limit. Depends on the term. I wouldn't go over two years and no new movement clause. uh, Coolest thing that he's bought is his house. And congratulations to you. Danger Suede. He chimes in. The coolest thing he's bought are some sparkly cowboy boots. That's in honor of Waz, who is a Nashville cowboy. I saw him at Nation HQ today. He was still rocking that cowboy hat. Looks very, very sharp. Big Kiwi. Whether he was most wrong about is Mike Smith. Another good answer. What would he pay for Kane? Doesn't know. Last best thing that he bought, breakfast. Now, at first you might shun that answer. You might scoff at it. You go, Pah, that is not the spirit of the question. But let me tell you, if you can buy a delicious breakfast, maybe you're hungover, maybe you had cocktails and you go out for brunch, nice coffee, nice omelet maybe, hash browns are perfect, beautifully buttered toast done with love. Now we're talking. Now we're talking uh the thing that other people love that he hates twizzlers (laughs) what how dare you how i don't even understand how that happens i don't even understand how that happens
5: why are you bullying me
1: i don't like that take at all that's me flushing your hatred of of twizzlers i'm not gonna stand for that i'm not gonna stand for that at all Mm -mm -mm. no thank you so keep your answers coming in. I might check in on some of them next week. Uh, do we have some more in? Uh, Steven says, CeCe, I absolutely didn't think he'd be as solid as he has been. Uh, in terms of Kane, max money, absolute max be three years at $6 bucks. Short term is a key with his contract. $6 million though, that ain't no joke. You got to clear out some space for that. Uh, best thing you bought recently, tickets to an upcoming Arkell's concert what people love that he hates everybody loves caesar's but i hate them can't stand clam or tomato <laughs> i want to know who 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 came up with that combo you know i could google it and look it up but like Somebody's like, hmm, this tomato juice really needs something. But I was thinking about some clam nectar extract or whatever. If you remember on the B-Cast, I was raising money for the Edmonton Food Bank, and somebody last year was like, I will pay $20 to the Edmonton Food Bank, but you got to drink this clam extract. I did, and I gagged incessantly. I really did. Uh, A couple more answers. Koozie says, Oilers that have surprised him the most are the goalies, like everybody else uh max on Kane: one year five mil or two years at 4.5 maybe four years at three uh what's the coolest thing he's bought is a dope ass winter coat i respect that it's basically a jacuzzi suit hang on a minute i'm trying to picture this a jacuzzi suit winter jacket is it filled with water is there some kind of heated water system in there i'd like to see this i'd like to see, i'd like to see a picture of this and what do most people love that you hate the tragically hip oh that's a spicy one that is a spicy one. I'm not a big, tragically hip guy. Do not hate them, but I do sometimes. I'm a little bit surprised sometimes at how much some people love them. Don't get me wrong. My music at work, that is an absolute jam. I absolutely love that song. I'm just not a big hip guy. Lastly, JB says he's been most surprised by Duncan Keith and Mike Smith. His max on Kane would be $3 bucks at one year only. A, the best thing he's bought recently is a beef shawarma. You know, when you get a good beef shawarma, that'll just, that'll, that'll right the ship, won't it? You feel nourished. You feel like you've been nurtured. I like that. And what do a lot of people like that he does not understand? Elon Musk. (laughs) I like you guys. You're all great. Thank you for participating in this podcast because your answers are always funny and it makes this fun for me. I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy it, enjoy it very much. Last voicemail of the week. Hey, Bag Milk. Uh, I got a question
0: for you. I want your thoughts on this.
1: Was my boy Was? I was just talking about my favorite cowboy, and here he is, right in the voicemail.
0: So recently on TikTok, I've seen a, co- a couple of comments about Connor McDavid and people saying how his defensive game needs a lot more work for him to become, you know, a Stanley Cup champion. If the Oilers want to go deep in the playoffs, Connor McDavid needs to be better defensively because apparently. He focuses way too much on, you know, the point tallies, individual awards, which is bullshit because Connor McDavid said multiple times he doesn't care about awards anymore. But people seem to get this idea that Connor only cares about the point totals, which, like I said, is bullshit. But wh- what would your response be to that? You know, first, I might try to turn this into a TikTok as well.
1: First
3: response.
1: Anybody who says that shit, they're just like, they're jealous that they don't have Connor McDavid on the, on the in their lineup. You know, I am not saying plus minus is a good stat by any means. I am not saying that even one lick, but when you're plus 25 on the season, you've got a 57.1% Corsi for as Connor McDavid does. You are not defending all that much because you are constantly attacking 50%, 57% of the shots on net happen when Connor McDavid is on the ice shooting towards the other net. What else do you want him to do? The people on TikTok that say that Connor McDavid can't focus on defense and blee, blee, blah, it sounds to me like you're A, a Leafs fan and you're still whining about it. B, you're a Calgary fan and you're trying to justify why Johnny Gaudreau is the best player in the league. He's not. Or you're from any other fan base that would love to watch Connor McDavid on a nightly basis. Are you worried about his defense? No, I'm not. He's gotten significantly better since his rookie season in his own end. He is paying more attention to details on the puck. He is coming down low to support his defensemen more. And, again, he is doing it all without sacrificing a lick of offense. If your hang-up is that Connor McDavid is not focusing enough on defense, my first thought was... Is that these people do not watch any Oilers games and they read shit on Reddit or wherever they're finding it and they just don't know what they're talking about. And with that, we wrap up the Rick Hand Distillery voicemail. Righanddistillery.com, that's where you find the tour and tasting coupon I've been telling you about. Check it out, print it off, head on out to Nisku, check out the facility, buy a bottle of booze, enjoy it, learn how they make it, drink responsibly. It's a good time. I've done it. You're going to have a good time if you do it too. And with that, we wrap up another round of The Voicemail. Big podcast. Big podcast this week, right? Lots, lots going on. Thank you guys so much for leaving the voicemails, as always. Thank you for leaving the questions. I love it. Big Oilers game coming up again tomorrow against Colorado. I'd love to see them get off the schneid against this team. Avoid the sweep. Oilers have played very, very well against the Avs lately, and I just would love nothing more than to see them end off the series on a high note. Not only would they clinch their playoff spot with a win tomorrow over the Avalanche, I just think it'd be good for the old brain bank, you know? Hey, we can beat Colorado, too. We've done it. We did it on April 22nd. That's what I want the mentality to be. There is no team in the NHL that the Oilers can't hang with. That's what I want. Right? Right? Of course. Of course. Of course. As always, I want to say it's a 4-2 win coming up tomorrow night. WeathersNation.com will have all of the pre- and post-game festivities. No game Saturday. Sunday morning, we're talking about it at 11 a.m. matinee. I love me an 11 a.m. matinee. Oh! And lastly, if you want to chime in on any of the questions I've asked, what's the coolest thing you bought lately? What's on your bucket list? Hit me up in the voicemail. We'll discuss that next week. And until then, I want to say thank you to Arcadia for jumping on as the title sponsor. I want to say thank you to Rig Hand Distilleries for jumping in on the voicemail. And if a little birdie is correct with the information that I was given. I may have a new sponsor to welcome next week. I'm very excited about it. Until then, though, this is episode 18 of Better Late Than Never. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. Please tell a coworker. I've got stickers, by the way. I've got stickers. So if you want a sticker, I've got, I think I've got about 10 of them. I'll send them out for free. But here is the catch. The code word is sticker daddy, sticker daddy. First five people to hit me up with sticker daddy in my DMs. I'm going to send you a sticker. All right. Better late than never. That is episode 18. We are out.